Welcome to The Well Podcast. We pray that this message ministers to you and blesses you as you listen. This morning as I was seeking the Lord, He wanted me to read, starting in Genesis. And I'm sorry, Nathan, I didn't give you any of this. Um, Genesis 1, starting in verse 26, and this is the New King James Version. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle. Over all the earth and over every creepy, creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So he's made a decree. He says, I'm going to make man and I'm going to make man in my image. And then I'm going to give man dominion over everything on this earth. He said, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. And I love that because it says, he blessed them. Then he says, all right, now everything I've made is good. Now multiply. And most people, you know, when I first read that I'm like yeah you know we have children but in the context of what he's saying here is he wants to multiply himself through each and every one of us and that's the sole purpose of Christ I mean he created Adam and Eve two perfect people do you realize that they were perfect without sin they had it all they lived in a garden that was Beautiful, created just for them. And he told them to subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So he gave dominion to man and woman, didn't he? That's the first thing he did. And then the enemy came in and he stole that from them. How does two perfect people be deceived by the enemy. And I was thinking about that because it's like how many times we are in our highest place. I look at Elijah after his fight with the, the um, you know, he called down fire from heaven and killed all the false prophets. At his highest point, he went right to his lowest point. It just goes to show how sly the enemy is. And that if we're not staying in tune with the Spirit of God who lives inside of us, that the enemy tries to find ways to keep us from our destiny. And that is looking just like Christ. And as I was pondering this this morning, I'm like, Lord... You know, there's, there's a lot that happened between now and then. You know, where they 
the enemy deceived Adam and Eve. He came and, you know, and then we have the law, which no one in the flesh could fulfill the law. And Jesus says, well, guess what? I'll come and do it for you. So he came and fulfilled the law for us. And he took on sin. He took the sin of the whole world upon himself so that we could live righteous, so that we could transform back into who God created us to be, the original form. (laughs) Yet, we don't live like we're the original form. And he says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. So therefore, just because I've given my life to the Lord doesn't mean I'm walking in the fullness of who he created me to be. There's, there's things I have to do. There's things I have to walk through. <laughs> and uh, Lord knows we all go through trials and temptations. But if, if I don't keep my eyes open in those trials and temptations, I'm not going to learn and it's not because God is tempting me. He says he's not tempting us, it's the devil. He's the one that brings the temptation. But in every temptation, God will make a way of escape. And in that, he will also turn things around for our good. So in every temptation, be looking for something God is speaking into your life. We... Uh, <laughs> This week has been a, quite the struggle for me. Um, kind of sick, um, kind of short, patience because I'm tired. I'm not feeling good. The grandkids are, are always loud. <laughs> That's just who they are. But you know, if I can't react. In those situations, the way God wants me to, then I, I have growing to do. It, it, it's like he's going to pressure your flesh. He will. He's going to take you to the point where you're the most tired and kind of beside yourself is going to be when the enemy is going to whack you upside the head the hardest. Just so you know, I'm sure you've all experienced that. But that's what he does. But what he wanted to show me this week was that it doesn't matter how I feel, where I'm at, I can always lean on him and I can always allow the gold of him to come out even when I don't feel like it. And even when I don't do it. (laughs) And uh, has anybody here ever given themselves a pity party? (laughs) you know your life and this the all the songs this morning about the goodness of God it's just man but the enemy has a way to get yourself in a low point and start focusing on your situation and it's like Man, why am I here? Why is this? Why is that? And, and 
the enemy was kind of doing that to me and um, had me thinking about some things that I shouldn't be thinking about because that's how the enemy traps us. So I'm going down a road I shouldn't be going in my mind. And, um, you know, that the little complaining here, a little complaining there. And then the, the, the Lord always has a way to wake you up in that. Well, he did that for me with the 700 Club. It happened to be on. And there's this young man, 18 years old, who uh, was convicted of murder that he didn't commit. Spent 17 years in prison for a murder he didn't commit. And he said, you know, I was in a very low place at this 17-year mark. And God gave me a name of somebody and told me to tell mom. He did. And that very day, that person was in the governor's office, told his story, and that young man got pardoned. I just, you know, I think about what that young man went through. I got a good life. I got nothing to complain about. The things that he had to endure and go through, it reminds me of a Joseph story of this young man going through. And, and not only was God faithful to this young man, to this day, he's worth $30 million because he got an education while he was in prison and um, started his own company when he got out. And God really blessed him. So, you know, there's such a goodness of God. If we keep our mind focused on what is relevant in our life, the enemy, he's, he's very sneaky. Trying to bring us back to old ways, the things that we used to do. You know, he, he doesn't try anything new. He just tries to get you back in a different way. And this morning, I, as I was reading this, the Lord said it's time for us to take our dominion over this earth. You know, if we had never given it up, the world wouldn't be in the place it is today. But the enemy has slowly taken our dominion away. And all it is is doubting who he created us to be. I was reading, um, I don't know, I, I love Colossians. And my Bible falls apart in Ephesians. So, of course, I, I always end up there. And... Uh, I'll get there again in a minute. We had a young man in a body that always loved to quote this scripture, and that's Ephesians 3.20. He says, Now to him, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And I mean, he, he would get up and just 
Declare it. Blare it out. And I, I looked at that this morning, and, I'm, and the Lord's like, look at that. It's like, who, who's, who's this speaking of? To him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Man, I got I to gotta allow him to come out in power. I have to understand who he is in me. Jesus walked the earth in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And we get a measure of who he is in us. And we grow in authority as we understand that authority. We just don't walk in authority. I mean, how many times have you commanded something to come off of you? Like this week, you know how many times I commanded sickness to leave my body? It just didn't fall off. I had to walk it out. But the more I stand on what I am confessing, the more I grow in faith and my authority in him grows. It's not that I have any more or less. It, I'm starting to realize who is in me and the authority that he wants to carry through me and through you. And that's, that's what I believe he's saying to us today. He's like, my, my people need to wake up to who I am in them. The authority that is in Daryl Levine, that he carries wherever he goes. We carry an authority with us wherever we go. He says, demons tremble at Jesus' name. And the Holy Spirit lives in us. That same power that raised Christ from the dead. I need a clean act. This morning, I was reading about Moses. I was all over this morning. Like, Lord, what are you doing? And it reminded me of the last worship night we had. The Lord spoke to me about the glory of Moses. How that here in the old covenant, this man walked in a glory that his face shone. And here we are, we're walking in a new covenant where we have access to that glory all the time. And he wants us to, he wants us to walk in that. <laughs> in 2 Corinthians 3, um, verse 1, this is the Passion Translation. 
Are we beginning to sound like those who speak highly of themselves? Do you really need letters of recommendation to validate our ministry like others do? Do we really need your letter of endorsement? Of course not. For the very lives are our letters. You hear that? For your very life is your letter. Weren't we talking about that this morning? You know? And our lives are letters of recommendation, permanently engraved on our hearts, recognized and read by everybody. As a result of our ministry, you are living letters written by Christ, not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not carved onto stone tablets, but on tablets of tender hearts. We carry this confidence in our hearts because of our union with Christ before God. You hear that? We carry this confidence with us. He wants us to be confident in who is alive in us and who he desires us to be to those around us. Just as we so desire to see the atmosphere of heaven, don't we? And we carry the atmosphere of heaven with us wherever we go. I claim that when I enter my job, the atmosphere of heaven enters with me because that's who I am. If I don't claim who I am, how is anyone else going to know? I have to know it first, right? I have to know that Christ in me is the hope of glory. has nothing to do with this body, this flesh. This flesh is worthless other than to carry and house the presence of the king. And if I do that well, then those around me will also see that. It says he alone makes us adequate ministers who are focused on an entirely new covenant. Our ministry is not based on the letter of the law, but through the power of the spirit. The letter of the law kills, but the Spirit pours out life. And we're in that dispensation right now. We've been talking about that new wineskin, haven't we? We're in that Joel 2 generation right now. Where he's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. He wants us to understand and realize who we are. And as I read this word and become the word, that's what he desires. He desires us to become the word. Here's another one I was reading. I believe he wants me to share in Colossians 3, verse 1. That seems to be one of my go-tos. It says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, 
where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. I like that. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. The things of the earth are going to pass away. But things from above will be eternal. He says, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. We didn't die a physical death, did we? But when we accepted Christ, he's like, just like he put his body on that cross and took sin upon his life, that's our body on that cross. Dying to sin so that we could become alive with new life. And that new life is hidden with Christ and God. So when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And for so many years, I've heard everybody talk about this as in when God appears, you know, as in it's, this is when he comes back. And then, then you read afterwards and it's like, wait a minute, there's a therefore. You know what, therefore, is, that means it's, you got to go back up and take into account what was just said. He says, therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passions of evil, desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. You hear that? You once were there. Now you're not. So let's go back up. When Christ, who is our life, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So when, when you understand that he is appearing through you, this glory will be evident on your body. People will see the glory of God manifested in your mortal flesh. Because that's who he is. It's not a wait till he comes back type. Wait till the, you know, Jesus returns. Why would he say all this afterwards? And then he tells us, but now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. See, we, we've put him off. We've, we're the new creation in Christ. That's who we are. We're that new creation that he desires to flow through. And he says that we put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Ooh, here we're going back to the image. <laughs> who did he create us in the image of? Himself, yes. We are image bearers of God. And he desires us to share his image with everyone. And then he says there's neither Greek 
nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. In other words, it doesn't matter what race, creed, sex, male, female, it doesn't matter. He's in us all. He desires to work through us all. There's no race that he wants to flow through more than just us being his children. He created us for his glory. And the enemy hates us because we're his creation. We're his prized creation. Why would he do that? I don't know. (laughs) But he loves us. He loves us so much that he gave his son so that we could return to the original format of who he created us to be. (laughs) That's heavy. (laughs) You want to talk about this morning I was repenting, (laughs) weeping before him because I come up short so many times. And he paid such a high price for my life. He's amazing. Why would he do that? Because that's how much he loves us. A loving father that gave everything so he could get his creation back. That's amazing. And now all he wants to do is help us in our walk with him. Yeah. This is a race. <laughs> As Paul says, I, I'm running this race. It's a race to know him. You know, to know who we are in Christ. Who did he create me to be? Well, first and foremost, he created me to be with him. That's number one. If I don't ever get that, I'll never be who he created me to be. Because if I can't spend time with him... How can I expect him to fulfill the destiny in my life if I don't know him? You know, John 17 says that. To know him is eternal life. And here the church is deceiving people saying, oh, say a prayer and go to heaven. Oh, boy. But it's true. Why do you think the church is in such disarray right now? There's no power. There's no authority. You you don't see signs and wonders. (laughs) He says, where my word is brought forth, it comes forth with power and authority, with signs and wonders following. That's who we are. We're the children of the king that when our words go forth, they're his words going forth. And he says, my words will not return to me void, but they will go forth and accomplish what I set them forth to do. And that's who you are. But see, he has to be able to trust us with our words. I can't. Over here, start talking about my brother Daryl, and then over here, start blessing my pastors. It doesn't work that way. See, when my life starts lining up with his, 
When I come in direct communion with him, he, can, he knows he can trust me with that authority. And you'll start to see it. You'll start to see when, when my words come forth, they're going to come forth with power and authority because I'm connected to the source, him. It's, it ain't no different than that light socket right there. If you don't plug that cord in, you're not going to get no power. If I'm not connected to the Father, I've got no power. And that's what the enemy has done to the church. He's disconnected the source and made it all about rules and regulations and about the do's and don'ts. And that just like it says, the letter of the word kills. What did it do? It killed out what God created the church to be. And that's why we're in the disarray we're in right now. And God says, I want my church to come back into the fullness of who I created it to be. To come forth with power and authority. To see the signs and wonders come forth. And it's not the days of old. These are days of new. He's got a new outpouring of his spirit that he's pouring upon us right now. There's a new outpouring. There's a freshness of what he's doing today. You think about the days of old. He worked through one person all the time, didn't he? You look at A.A. Allen. You look at Wigglesworth. You, you look at all these great men of faith, how God would use them. And he's like, what happened to Ephesians? What happened to training the body up to do the work of the ministry? That's why we've been in this lull for so long, because nobody's training the body up to do the work of the ministry. And he wants us all to do the work. He don't want me to be up here in this pulpit declaring the spirit of God all over this room. He wants you all doing it. I just sit up here and go, wow, wow, wow. You know, he works through us all. And when we have that direct connection with him, we have that. We have that power. But the enemy wants to deceive us to say we don't. That's why he works so hard when you don't see something manifest when you think it should to bring that doubt and unbelief. We have to get rid of that doubt and unbelief. We have to believe that. The truth of the words holds true. The fact of the matter, my wife is home right now battling sickness. The truth is the Lord's already set her free. And when I get home, she's going to be healed. If I don't confess it, is it ever going to happen? No. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. When I get home, my wife's healed. I wish she was sitting in the pew here. You're in a chair. Because I love to hear her feedback. <laughs> she has a little different feedback than my mom. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. That's what I felt the Lord wanted me to deliver this morning. Just, we have to know who we are in Christ. And like I said, 
I had no idea where I was going today. And he does that to me sometimes. But when he shared with me Genesis, he was like, I want my people to know you are the original. Just as if you'd never sinned. Why? Because you're that new creation in Christ. So all we have to do is know him. Enter into that communion with him. Know his word because his word is the backbone of who you are. If we don't know the word, we won't know who we are. He says, I'm the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Created for his glory. It's his glory, not mine. So that when I walk into a room, the manifestation of his presence comes forth to bring healing to those around me. That's who we are. We're the ones to bring forth healing, deliverance. We want to thank you for listening in today. At The Will, we believe in cultivating a culture for more of God. Wherever you are in your relationship and walk with God, we believe that there is always more for those who diligently seek after Him. If you would like to find out more, please check out our website at thewellmichigan.com and connect with us on social media.